The IDP Pro Players Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. And right now when you bet $100 at WinBet, you get a $100 free bet on the house. So head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined with the senior IDP analyst and my co-host, Mr. Gary Van Dyke. Gary, how are things? Going great, man. Hey, Ohio State slid in that back door. And kudos to you. You actually had that called along with the, uh, fortunately, the American soccer team being (laughs) exodus this past weekend but you know on on and i can't believe what was it usc and uh right both Both lost lost. yeah Yeah. crazy so you would have been okay probably well either way so before we get into things just some great news win bet is now live in arizona colorado indiana louisiana michigan new jersey new york tennessee and virginia so make sure to sign up and make a $100 bet and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet today. This is the week 13 review, week 14 preview. Let's start with the NFC and AFC North and the Bears, where Brisker was concussed and out this week. So we got Elijah Hicks and Eddie Jackson is done for the year. So we got DeAndre Houston Carson. Uh, Jack Sanborn, 100% of snaps, another great week. But uh, it's probably the safeties that we want to talk about here. Thoughts on those two replacement safeties? Unfortunately, I think Houston Carson kind of depends on whether or not Brisker plays. I mean, uh, I really do think he's going to be in the fold either way. I mean, if I had a bet on it, I'd go that way if you need to play this week. If Brisker's in, if Brisker's out, same situation as last week. It's a no-brainer if you need him. Yeah, and uh, earlier this year, I think we got to look at this, and it was Houston Carson that came in. So uh, it looks like Elijah Hicks is the odd man out. And then, yeah, Sambor, another big week. Yeah, you got to love it. I mean, he just keeps inching up that board as a uh, definite second-year target to hit in redrafts next year or Donnerstow Leagues. All right, moving on to the Bengals, where not much happening that I saw. Jermaine Pratt, 78% of snaps. Everyone else, status quo. You got anything on the Bengals? Yes, sir. All righty, moving on to the Lions. Uh, Yep, once again, pretty status quo. Normal playing time, normal snaps for everyone. Although Malcolm Rodriguez remains at 39% of snaps, where Derek Barnes is at 36%. So it's, it's kind of... They've they've split the role, and it's not good for either. Ugly development. I mean, as long as both of them are getting that kind of a share, which both of them was, what, 39% apiece or something, That's you can't trust that. Unfortunately, uh, fantasy God giveth and a fantasy God taketh because we've just lost an inside linebacker option. Speaking of the fantasy gods giveth and taketh, they have taketh Sion Takitaki for the rest of the year with a blown ACL. So the question, this is Browns now, is Tony Fields or Deion Jones? Because Jeremiah Usukoromoa appears safe. He played 78% of snaps in a blowout win last week, so he got some rest. But uh, who the heck replaces Taki Taki? What do you think? 
Well, I got to be completely honest. I mean, I'm going to go with Fields over Jones in this situation based off of those snaps last week. And the fact that Deion Jones actually profiles more as a weak side linebacker like that. I mean, he was used kind of out of position in Atlanta as a run stopper as their main inside linebacker, you know, for years. So I could see this. I mean, if they think Fields can get it done, I suppose that would be the guy I would put my first waiver wire, you know, selection on. But, you know, Jones, he's lingering again. It's funny. I had just dropped Jones in a league. It's a uh, best ball, but I I went in and try to get that back but i i I put i only have enough for one claim really so i went for fields first and then jones is the alternative you know just to see what happens yeah i think uh i'm with you on that the the uh the trend seems to be fields because if we look at the the shit show that's been the linebackers for for cleveland this year uh they've they've got jones for whatever reason but they just refuse to play him in all kinds of situations and fields Played pretty good last week. Kid had a touchdown, you know, like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he looked good. I I don't, you know, you got other people in the IDP landscape saying the same thing. So it's not just us. Um, Yeah, I I would go fields first. And if we're wrong, whatever, there'll be more linebackers out there. And this is a completely desperate play. I know we're back into some bye weeks, but oh man, how deep are you going? Yeah, I wouldn't do this. There's a there's a better, easier couple that are coming up that I would rather do that are safer. Moving on to the Packers. So we got to see uh, Savage was out this week. So it was Adrian Amos, 100% of snaps. Rudy Ford, 100% of snaps for both safeties. Devondre Campbell back from injury, 100% of snaps. Quay Walker, 100% of snaps for linebacker. So we got a kind of new look at the post uh, injury landscape here for the Packers. Sounds like status <laughs> quo, right? It do- it does. Rudy I mean, Ford's just... the only thing that's different. <laughs> right. You lay you laid it out. So Savage is out. Yeah, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, Savage. They got dinged last week, but For- Ford had a uh, kind of displaced him anyway. All right, Ravens. We got some movement on the Ravens. So Patrick Queen was carted off the field last week, but it's just a thigh bruise. And he practiced today, so he's fine, which is wild that they made him take a cart for that and scared the shit out of all of us for no reason. <laughs> right, right. Well, all the way that they've ended up using both of these guys, him and Smith, I mean, they apparently have some big plans still in the future for Patrick Queen, I'd say. Yep, so good news that he looks uh, good to go for this week. The other big news is Marcus Williams was activated off IR, and it's a good bet that he returns this week. If that's the case, what what do you think happens with all these uh, safeties here? Well, off the top, it becomes a really big avoid for me for that first week until we see something, and possibly even the week after. So I'd say for the rest of the season, this could possibly just screw everything up. I mean, you kind of got to go with the flow. Uh, I think Kyle Hamilton gets to keep his third role to begin with. I think it'll be Geno Smith in the end. It's weeded, weeded back down to the depth chart. Either way, I don't think I want a portion of this, and especially with the way that they're running it now with both Queen and Smith on the field at the same time, demanding their own portion of the pie. I'm just kind of scratching off the Baltimore secondary altogether unless you got somebody on the corner side. Yeah, no, not this week. They got Pittsburgh, and uh, they're, they can't throw the football. I probably would almost have that outlook, even if Williams wasn't coming back. The Baltimore whole secondary has just slipped down with Queen and Smith both producing. You know what I mean? 
Oh yeah, yeah, I'm with you, and uh, I think it, I'm with you. It's an avoid this week. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens after Marcus Williams gets gets in there, and just the timing of this sucks because by the time we figure it out, we're going to be in semifinals or finals, and it's too late. Moving on to the Vikings, where I got absolutely nothing, but they do have, a, I, I think, a pretty good matchup this week. Uh, what do you think? I am going to throw a warning out there about Cameron Bynum, though. He's had a couple of really nice matchups over the last few weeks that he's produced. Uh, watching this guy over the whole season, he hasn't all of a sudden become really, really, really good because he was really good to begin with. He It's just that in being the deep free safety in this hasn't allowed a lot of opportunities. I don't like that matchup for him this week. He's an avoid for me if you can. Uh, I just wanted to throw that out there because he's been kind of, you know, standing out in recent production. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson is back. The defensive lineman, defensive tackle. I think he had a full complement of snaps, too. I'm not sure he really produced, but first game back. I just don't know how he slid in there on me. I'm pretty sure I've been looking and keeping track of him. There hadn't been any word. Definitely missed that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bynum has been hit or miss all season, so I'm I'm with you on that. If it doesn't look good for him matchup chart wise, I'd I'd stay away from that. But uh, this is a good good corner week for them. Um, this is probably a pretty decent Eric Kendricks week for them. It's always good when you have a, a nice offense across the field from you. This whole tandem with Kendricks and Jordan Hicks has actually worked out pretty well this year. Yeah, it's been pretty good. It scared the crap out of us early season when uh, it looked like it would hurt Kendricks quite a bit, but he, he's been okay. He's been okay lately. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the Steelers, where I don't got much. TJ Watt played 87% of snaps. He didn't really do much. He hasn't done much since he came back, just that one interception, uh, unless I missed a crazy game this week. <laughs> no, no, I don't believe so. I don't believe so either. No. And uh, and then uh, Minka played 100% of snaps. Anything on the Steelers? I get mad every time I see these snap counts each week between uh, Bush and Jack and Spielen, which kind of fell off this week. It's just ridiculous. We we had so many more viable linebackers this year, the first half of the season, regular season. And uh, it's just aggravating to see that Tomlinson is basically taking away another IDP option for us again this year. That's true. It, it has uh, it has been difficult because we thought Jack was locked in, and uh, that really hasn't been the case lately. That's the Steelers, though. Beyond that, everything else looks pretty good. Are you ready to win some money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with the Win Rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in a same-game parlay? WinBet is your home with their WinBet Build Your Own Bet. This lets you customize the bet make it any way you want great promos odds and payouts are happening right now at winbet winbet has what you need to win ready to play sign up today and receive a special offer bet a hundred dollars get a hundred dollar free bet there's so much to choose from all you have to do is head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash winbet so that they know we sent you that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash w-y-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today this offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. 
If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's pick it up with the NFC and AFC South and the Bucks. So we had both starting safeties out with injury this past week. Antoine Winfield and Mike Edwards were out. We already knew that Keanu Neal would be in, and he was, 98% of snaps. What we didn't know is that Logan Ryan would finally return from injury and play 100% of snaps at the other starting safety. Another one that slid in on me, I did not know that Logan Ryan, I know he was kind of lingering in the wings, but they plopped him in here. I guess realistically, we've seen enough out of this four guys this whole year with, with all the injuries and things going on we can take an educated guess that if either Winfield or Edwards is gone this week, because they're both still questionable, then it'll probably be Logan Ryan getting the call. I feel pretty confident in saying that if you really need to reach for a play, Logan Ryan would probably be your better bet. If that's the situation. Now, you know, of course, if Edwards and Winfield are both out, then we definitely have Ryan and Neil coming into play. Yeah, I would uh, tend to agree with that, and uh, I'm just hoping that that that, that doesn't happen again. Um, or you know what? If that does happen again, that's fine, because then we know what's going to happen. If we lose one or the other, then it, then it's question time, and that's what we don't want. Uh, the other thing of interest here, Akeem Hicks played this week, 66% of snaps. I don't believe he did much, but that's pretty mm-hmm. good playing time. And we, you know, you and me, we've known this guy uh, or known of this guy for a long time. He's been an excellent defensive tackle. He's been playing a little bit more and more the last couple of weeks. He's just not really making any uh, waves producing or recording any any stats. I do like him this week against San Fran. I'd go ahead if he was in some deep, dark degenerate and you was needing some deep dark flyer there you go yeah i just uh checked his stats not nothing more than a handful of tackles two out of the last three games so um yeah it's too bad because he's been an, an excellent uh idp defensive tackle in years past moving on to the colts where we got quitty pay came back from injury played 68 percent of snaps in his first game in quite some time had a huge game pick it up with the falcons where the switch that we've been waiting for has not happened yet so it was michael walker 74 percent of snaps at linebacker troy anderson 42 percent it's been hovering there it's been about that for the last month or so do, do you think we're gonna actually get the full switcheroo or what the hell's going on here at this point now i'd say that this is what we're looking at for the rest of the season so you got to uh fall on your sword yeah it's too bad because that extra you know 25 percent of snaps or whatever would would mean more production for him each week and he's just not getting it and peace of mind oh yeah yep that too moving on to the jags where we got a decent amount of news here so Chad Muma, second week as the starter, only got to play 76% of snaps due to an ankle injury. I saw that he did not practice today, so that's not great, especially considering he had like, what, 10 plus tackles in a sack and a half. He he absolutely blew up and he'd be a great waiver wire linebacker, but he's not even practicing this week. So who the hell knows? I guess fire Devin Lloyd back up and be hopeful that Muma is out because i gotta tell you i don't trust the situation all that much if muma is in because what happens if they just split the snaps again and give lloyd just a few more i don't know i don't like that whole shaky situation if i can avoid it that's for sure 
Yeah, it's not great. It's not great mm-hmm. at all for this week. So I, I'm, I'm with Gary. I would avoid it if you can. Uh, and the other piece of news for the Jaguars was Andre Cisco was out for the first time this year, and Andrew Wingard was the replacement. So that's your waiver wire move. Assuming Cisco cannot play this week, Andrew Wingard is your replacement. Uh, Cisco, however, was limited in practice today, so he appears to be on track to play. Moving on to the Panthers, who were on by last week, Xavier Woods has returned to practice, so he appears to be good to go to play this week. Uh, moving on to the Texans. So Jalen Petrie played a hundred percent of snaps at safety this week, which is good. He, you know, has gone up from that low eighties. J- Jonathan Owens stayed at uh, 81% though, which is not ideal, but it is what it is. And Christian Harris was able to play a hundred percent of snaps at linebacker. That's what we got for the Texans. Uh, what do you think? Anything? That is such a snoozer, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, status quo. Uh, I love that. All righty, moving on to the Saints, where it was another week without Pete Werner. So we got Caden Ellis at 95% of snaps, but Werner was practicing most of that week and appeared to be getting ready to play, and they got a bye week this week. So my guess would be Werner comes back after the bye week, and we do not see Caden Ellis, at least to the extent we've seen him now, so that's the big news is, uh, you know, everyone's kind of waiting with bated breath to see if their Kate and Ellis waiver wire shares will last another week or two. And my guess is after this bye week, he's done, done. Problem I have with all of this that we have coming in to week 14 is the fact that it just throws so much shit in the game for the playoffs and fantasy football. This is the worst possible time to have six friggin' bye weeks. And you're sitting there thinking in the back of my head, can I trust this guy? It's an absolute mess. This is going to be a bloodbath of a week. (laughs) May the fantasy football gods have mercy on our souls. Absolutely. Moving on to the Titans. So Imani Hooker was able to play again last week. It's a miracle. 100% of snaps. Andrew Adams, 90% of snaps is the third safety. This is probably a result of David Long exiting with a hamstring injury. David Long is also doubtful this week. Dylan Cole, linebacker, saw 77% of snaps, an uptick uh, as a somewhat replacement. What the hell do we do with this? Do you trust Dylan Cole this week, or do you fire up Andrew Adams, or how do you think this shakes out? I'm keeping an eye on the uh, Joe Skolbert percentage here i see i think it was like 50 percent he got in in the game we got a skullbert sighting okay right, so, right. And, and monty rice played too it's a gigantic mess I, you gotta roll i suppose with cole in this situation i think that you know I, I trust him a little bit more than some of these others i mean at least he's been starting uh, i could roll with cole if need be as far as hooker he's finally done something but i mean do does anybody want to trust that I don't. Nope. No. And then uh, I don't believe Adams did much either this week, but it's nice to see him at least have the playing time. Yeah, yeah. that's another thing. Yeah, you just complete avoidance. It's terrible timing. If it had panned out the last few weeks like we expected it to or it had started to, then there would be a different story. A lot of movement on the Titans. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. But those of you in those deep-ass dark degenerate leagues, uh, Dylan Cole's you know, probably the best option, like Gary said. I also like uh, Mario Edwards. If Altry is out again this week, Edwards has been quietly play- getting some playing time on that line and producing. 
So in those deep, dark leagues that we were mentioning, if you're looking for uh, probably a defensive tackle or DL play of some tor- sort there, uh, the matchup's good this week. But if Altry's in, you can't play either. Yep, right, so keep an eye on that. We're back with Underdog Fantasy, and if you haven't signed up already, you can still get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Just head on over to underdogfantasy.com, use promo code SGPN for that 100% deposit match. Underdog is great for their weekly Battle Royale format, as well as getting an early start with their playoff best ball. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That was underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Let's pick it up with the AFC and the NFC East. And Gary, how about (laughs) them? Cowboys! Oh, yeah. And the cheers go wild. Dude, that was a painful game for the first half last week. I was like, what the hell is happening? And then... By the time I went to bed, they they had put up fifty points, and I was like, "Okay, we're we're fine." <laughs> it's, it's good now, huh? Yeah, for real though. Anthony Brown, cornerback, done for the season. It was a blown Achilles, I believe. So Kelvin Joseph will be getting some time at corner. They've got the Texans this week, so you can just go ahead and avoid that completely. Anything else you saw on the Cowboys? Did Marcus Lawrence to get his ass back in the backfield and get a sack or two, some tackle for losses or something. A little bit more than what he had prior to this recent injury he had a couple of weeks ago. I uh, would like to see him actually get in the backfield. I do believe the opponent's Houston. I mean, come on. If there's yep. one thing that they allow in IDP points... <laughs> It's, of course, we thought the same thing with the Giants just a few weeks ago. And yeah, Lawrence needs to get in the backfield for people. And I, and I think he's got a good shot this week because the, the way this thing should theoretically pan out is Dallas gets up to a lead. Houston has to uh, totally abandon the run and uh, try and pass their way back into this. And there are a million sacks in this game. Moving on to the Bills, where we got some late-breaking news. I actually just saw this on Twitter. Von Miller ain't coming back. He has a torn ACL. He is done for the year. And I think I struck out when I tried to guess that A.J. Klein would be the guy that would uh, replace Von Miller in the lineup. Uh, If I remember right, he didn't get shit for snaps. Uh, yeah, I actually didn't, uh, it, I didn't even write it down so that it didn't stand out at all. <laughs> right. Let me look here real quick because I don't think that nobody got the snaps at linebacker credited at linebacker at all for Von Miller's normal 50%. And at the same time, there was just that stupid ass big rotation on the defensive line. And uh, Greg Russo had 63% of snaps out of that, but it was a bunch of random guys beyond that. And Tredavious White was only able to play 61% of snaps this past week. So uh, that's he's still down. He's still not where he needs to be. Yeah, what, what, what else you got on that? What Klein come up with? Yeah, that's how it went down. A.J. Klein got zero snaps. So they just didn't replace Von Miller, and they just increased uh, a healthy defensive line rotation. So that is not great for the Bills and uh, their Super Bowl aspirations. But uh, as Gary just mentioned, it's it's not like there's going to be a replacement or an uptick in snaps for someone else. They'll just keep doing what they're doing. As long as they're healthy. Moving on to the Commanders, where the breakdown this past week was Derek Forrest, once again, 100% of snaps. Jamin Davis, 100% of snaps. John Bostic, 59%. Uh, But the big news was two injuries. Montez Sweat had a concussion. 
they are on by this week, so the odds are good that when he comes back, not this week, but the week after, he should be good to go. And Jonathan Allen also had an injury, but it did not sound serious. I could not find any updates. We just need him to come back next week. Everybody healthy, ready to play. Yeah, especially at that position. If we can't, we, defensive tackle is so shallow to begin with. We can't lose Jonathan Allen. Seeing Washington off the board takes off more than you would think. If you're looking at it from my IDP warped mind, I guess you could say. But I'm also looking at the start sit charts. There are very few really good uh, matchups for the interior defensive linemen are off the edge with the guys that, with six teams that are on by. I think like three of them actually, their offensive lines obviously suck. So in Washington's one of them, plus then you turn around and you lose the plays, not only at linebacker and two good safeties, but then you're looking at two interior defensive linemen that a lot of people have been able to lean on for top quality production this year. That's how this works for me. So, and it stood out. Uh, there are a lot of bad matchups. There's good players with tough matchups, poor players with good matchups, and it all balances out and everybody's just shit <laughs> this week. No, you got a good point. A, a lot of these teams, you, a lot of people look at fantasy from an offensive lens. We do not. So it's like when I see the Falcons on by, I'm like, God damn it. That's like yeah. two, two safeties, two linebackers, you know, one of the best corners for streaming, like, you know, and then same thing with the commanders. That's a ton of dudes on IDP that we don't have this week. <laughs> it's just disruptive. And it's just another bad timing. You know, like you said, six teams on by. We're heading into the playoffs. What do you do? You got to roll with it. Moving on to the Dolphins, where uh, Alandon Roberts played 67% of snaps this week. Did not do much of anything with them, as predicted here by yours truly. Eric Rowe, 95% of snaps. That's pretty good. And Jerome Baker back up to 88% of snaps. I just can't trust Baker. Yeah, same. I can't trust any linebacker that's not an outside pass rush linebacker on the Dolphins. Jalen Phillips, sure. Bradley Chubb, sure, in the right situation. You know, well, at but, this point, there's only one guy I want off this whole squad. Right, Christian Wilkins. Yep, I'm yep. with you. Yeah, because Holland is too spotty. Uh, Rose all over the place. None of the inside linebackers are usable. It's mm -hmm. yeah, it's a mess. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of a fluctuation, even with the edge rushers. Uh, so yeah, that's the Dolphins. Uh, although at corner, they do have Cater Co, who's pretty good, and they got uh, the Chargers this week, so that's not bad. Moving on to the Eagles, where Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, obviously still injured. Reed Blankenship, second week in a row of significant playing time, 100% of snaps this past week. Decent box score, nothing outstanding, but he remains a waiver wire safety option if you need it, especially in deeper leagues. The guy's playing enough, and we saw a pick his first game, so we know he can do the splash plays. Yeah, there's no reason not to play Blankenship this week. I think I'll avoid Epps. He's kind of flopped at this situation. Every opportunity he's gotten, he's not really lived up to it or overachieved. But I, I think I, uh, I feel pretty good about playing Blankenship this week, and I love this matchup against the Giants. So I would roll with that. The only other thing that I might tag on to all this is, uh, uh, unless my eyes are deceiving me, we're still seeing Josh Sweet getting less than 60% of the snaps. And he, he's still producing enough to kind of cover that fact, but that's still a risk factor that's still sitting there. 
And uh, you know what? I did see something that may help us this week. Robert Quinn, I believe, is done for the year. I saw something on that. He wasn't doing shit anyway, so we don't even really talk about him. But he was eating about 20 30% of snaps each week, and hopefully Josh uh, Sweat can get some of that. And one more thing on the Eagles before we move on here. So every this it was a blowout last week. They destroyed the Titans. The only guy that they left in the entire game and didn't give rest to was Reed Blankenship. And there's value in that too, right? Because this guy's a backup and – you know, if it was Chauncey, they would have pulled him because it's Chauncey. But Reed Blankenship, this is a backup anyway. If it's a murder fest and they destroy the Giants this week, he'll still play when everyone else is on the bench. You're still collecting IDP points with him when everyone else is on the bench. I was going to mention, I, I did some uh, research for the SGPN um, article this week, and I want to remind everybody, make sure you go over to the uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com and check out all the gambling content plus the great fantasy football content. Uh, same thing on YouTube. Look up SGPN Fantasy Football. Uh, those guys are tearing it up on the offensive, excuse me, on the dirty side of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> right. I almost screwed that one up myself. But either way, um, oh, yeah, like it, Fletcher Cox might actually, you know, have a good game too in a deeper league. But, uh, uh, those uh, those snap counts for those defensive ends just really scare me. Yeah, they've been rotating a lot this year, so buyer beware. Uh, all right, moving on to the Jets, where we don't got much to talk about, as is tradition. Quincy Williams, 85% of snaps. Quan Alexander, 32% of snaps. Did you, did you see anything else? Did I miss anything? I believe they had a injury with Carter, but uh, that's like super, super degenerate deep in it. I can't think of anything else that popped up. Yeah, that's like their third corner. And um, it, it, it would be somewhat relevant this week because they got the Bills in super deep leagues. But yeah, you're right. For the most part, we ain't touching that. That's the Jets. Moving on to the Giants. Jalen Smith, 74% of snaps. Okay. Micah McFadden, 67% of snaps. Uh, do you have interest in either of those guys? No interest in this anymore. Uh, I did a little bit last week when I mentioned, mentioned that Smith might be an option down the road. That really just snipped that in the bud. <laughs> uh, the only one I want to trust is Love. I'm with you. Love is the best IDP uh, option on that team by far. Yeah, and don't go chasing the points that you've seen come off this defensive line and edge rushers this week. Yeah, Another it's the, outlier performance. Right, it's the Eagles, too. It's hard to uh, sack that guy, Jalen Hurts. Um, and one more thing, just real quick. Jason Pinnock has been the other kind of starting safety here with Dane Belton disappearing for whatever reason. Jason Pinnock is designated as a corner in a lot of places. That's a bit of a cheat code. Uh, take advantage while you can, because it'll probably disappear at some point. Yep. All right, that's the Giants. Moving on to the Patriots, where we got a few interesting things. Uh, Kyle Duggar, season high, 99% of snaps last week. I don't think that lasts. What do you think? Uh, I don't really have an opinion on it. It's been fluctuating to this point anyhow. So, uh, I mean, if you've gotten anywhere with them, you've probably hit lucky. <laughs> you might as well keep rolling, I suppose. Yep. Uh, our two favorite guys, Matt Judon, 80% of snaps. Dietrich Wise, 72%. So we're looking good there. But the big story this week was Marcus Jones, the 
third, fourth, or fifth cornerback, depending on how you want to look at it, that played only 45% of snaps defensively, but had three offensive snaps and managed to turn one of those into a 50-yard touchdown bomb. So now everyone and their brother is running out and grabbing Marcus Jones, the fifth cornerback on the Patriots, a team that fluctuates corners every goddamn week anyway, because one of those three offensive snaps went for a bomb touchdown. Gary, how interested are you in Marcus Jones? I wasn't paying attention whatsoever until you just brought it up. Now I got to. Uh, I, I, I can't wait to see how this works out because I want him to get another offensive touchdown. Keep this rolling. <laughs> Give us something to look at because it ain't happening. Exactly. Let, let me ask you something. What stays the same on the Patriots week to week besides Matt Judon and Dietrich Wise? Personnel Does, rotations and changes to, uh, right. coming in and taking on the op- opponent based off of what they want to do to stop them and not their normal defense. Exactly. So it, it another way of saying it is everything changes every week mm-hmm. for the Patriots, right? So right. so the, the odds that Marcus Jones is now going to be this gadget guy that comes in and scores touchdowns every week is the bat shittiest thing I've heard in months. Like, this is such a stupid idea. Anyone that's going after this deserves to have it blow up in their face because you're trusting a corner that plays less than half the snaps one week. I've never seen this guy play significant time on defense until this last week, and that's not significant time at corner. That's less than half the snaps. You can get guys that play 100% for free every week because it's corner because there's three times 32 of them across the entire NFL. That's almost a hundred guys right there. And then the, the, the Patriots pass offense is dog shit anyway. So if guys like Aguilar and Devante Parker aren't scoring offensive wide receiver touchdowns, you're going to trust Marcus Jones to do so with three freaking offensive snaps each week. It makes no sense. I'm not really sure how, Things go with that. It it goes right back to me bitching for the last few weeks when I see these waiver wires, just like the man Ooch on there, uh, Josh Ooch. He had a great game, an outlier game with 45% of the snaps. And that's actually a high amount for him, if I remember right. Uh, but I've actually seen him on a waiver wire, and that's the first time he's really produced all year. And he's an instant guy. And nobody is telling these people, look, don't play him the first week. Okay, you've got to give some kind of representation. If you're telling somebody to go get Ooch, in my mind, if I see it on a waiver wire article, it's telling me that guy's a good play this week. Is that not how that works? It that should be how it works. But that's and that's that, a fucking and that's a terrible play. And that is a <laughs> terrible play. So why in the hell is this happening? I I don't get that. I don't know, man. It's content. It's the world we live in and it's bullshit, right? Like we, it, and we're, we're just two old guys that are sitting on the lawn being like, get off my lawn, you damn kids. But yeah. it's it's because we've been staring at this shit for over 20 right. years apiece. That's yeah. Why. It's shortcuts. I mean, basically what it is, is it a vanilla way to come up with names looking for guys that just stick out and then putting them in the article is great waiver wire because all of a sudden they recorded some shit without doing your research at all. 
is what I come across. That's that's how deep and hateful I am about that. <laughs> I, I, you're not looking at matchups. You're not looking at snap counts. I mean, it's ridiculous. That's the basics. Look at it before you at least suggest it because then people get bad information, shit goes wrong, and then IDP takes the hit. Right, exactly. So, so all of this is a long-winded way of saying that's a terrible goddamn idea. Don't play Marcus Jones. I, I've got an article that comes out every Friday. I can give you 40 guys, 50, 60 guys that are better than that, that I would start over Marcus Jones this week. The only two guys we've mentioned it are two guys is Wise and Juden. That's it. Everyone else in the Patriots. I mean, Duggar was great last year, but he hovered at 85% of snaps every single week, all year last year. And that has not happened this year. It's the playoffs. We can't screw around right now. Yes, sir. I'm with you on that. Uh, All right. Rant over. Let's take a commercial break. We'll be right back. Fact. The National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes. And we already know finding new innovations in research, surgical options, and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure. And to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening, we also know with early detection your survival rate goes up. And that's why breast self-exams are very important, and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, The fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations, so please, go and give what you can, and let's give our mothers, our wives, our sisters, and every woman, the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, the hope, by knowing we all really do care. The IDP Pro Players Pod is also presented by IDPGuys.org, where managers and fans can further fear fantasy football knowledge into the depths of dynasty, individual defensive players, super flex, and beyond. That was IDPGuys.org, where they do way more than just defensive football. All right, let's wrap it up with the NFC and AFC West. We'll start with the Cardinals. They were on by last week, so I didn't see much. I don't think we have any injury shenanigans going on with them that I can think of. Anything with the Cardinals? A little nice high five. Probably have said it in the past. To, is it Zach Allen out there playing defensive tackle next to J.J. Watt? The guy has really uh, uh, been a IDP king when it comes to defensive tackle position. Yeah, and I think in some places he's got the dual designation too. He's DT slash DE. That's awesome. That that gives mm-hmm. him like flexibility, especially on weeks like this where six teams are on by. Like, that's right. awesome, man. And when you mention him that you know he could be a capable DE play, that means he's actually being a damn good play this year. So he's just because they're designated doesn't mean you would put him there normally, you know. Moving on to the Broncos, where we did get some good news finally. Um, So Singleton, Alex Singleton, played 88% of snaps last week and had 17 tackles. So, Jesus, that's a bump. Actually, I was not that impressed. I was expecting, like, I don't know, 24, 25. (laughs) I don't know. By, By the numbers, that's how it should figure out. So he was a little bit under par as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it was just nice to see that the playing time 
And we've seen this. Anytime he gets any kind of bump in playing time with his ridiculous tackle efficiency, the numbers just skyrocket. And if this sticks, like, it's just in time for playoffs. He's going to blow up. Be like the one shining bright spot in this week. That's true. That's true. Uh, Anything else on the Broncos? Justin Simmons has finally showed up, I believe, this past week. And when I was looking, you're really digging deep. I do believe his matchup against Kansas City is pretty decent considering Kansas City peppering the the middle of the field and such. But wouldn't go with Jackson at all. And I wouldn't go chasing Baron Browning's production from last week. I'm with you on that. It was nice to see uh, Simmons. I think he had two picks last week. He really blew up. Oh, that was a little bit of padding. I'm glad you brought that up. We'll see then. That that changes, you know, this this is a fine thing, folks, because he just kind of changed my mind. It could be a little bit riskier then uh, because he has not had a great year. I don't know, John. What do you think? So uh, it evens out for me because you're right. It was it was padding with the two picks, no doubt. Uh, but that was kind of a crappy matchup. It was the Ravens. They scored a total of 19 points between both teams. There was no offense. They got the Chiefs this week. That's a ton of offense. And uh, they should dominate time of possession. Kansas City. Denver should be on defense a good 35, 40 minutes. That's the, I think that should even it out for us. I'm hoping anyway. All right, Rams. Uh, We do have uh, some late-breaking news here. Aaron Donald confirmed out again this week, which sucks, but it kind of makes sense, right? Like, why would you risk them? Their their season's over. Right. If you don't mind, I'd like to take a bow about now because I brought him up last week on the Players Pod uh, as a little blurb, and I wrote about him in my app. And I believe it was maybe the... IDP a guy's article last week with that Hotch, Michael Hotch, that rookie. Um, I was telling the at least the app users that uh, they should be keeping an eye on this guy with uh, Aaron Donald going out the week before he was the one that stepped in. And he actually had a little productive game. And I think I mentioned, you know, we haven't seen Gaines do anything at this point last week. So. Uh, lo and behold, I was just telling him to keep an eye on him for the future. And the guy went in there and had a killer ass game, right? Considering, I think he let them all in snaps and production on the line. Now, here we go. Everybody's saying he's a great waiver wire option to pick him up this week. I beg to argue his matchup sucks against the Raiders. Mm. Do it. If you're going to pick him up, stash him but it's not this week. He's not overachieved in any matchup. He's achieved into solid or better matchups. Right. You got a good point on that, especially with these guys that aren't like household names. Like you got to play the matchups. It's the reason why we look at these things. I'm going to stick with my three thumb rule. Well, he had two and a half games in something like that, but this is a great guy to be watching for the future. Beyond that, Ernest Jones, 69% of snaps, so normal, no no change there. He's been hovering around that all year. Taylor Rapp, 99%. Nick Scott, 99%. That'd be about it. Moving on to the Chargers, where it was status quo. Everyone played that was supposed to play. But Drew Tranquil had a down week, and everyone's like, what, what happened to Drew Tranquil? Well, Drew Tranquil had the flu, and he shouldn't have played in the first place, but he did because he's a warrior, and he'll be fine this week. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They lost Joseph Day on the defensive line here and there. He had been productive. 
but uh, I, I don't think there's any viable replacements. No. Nope. So um, they lost, uh, I think it was Alston Johnson. They lost him. He was actually performing pretty well uh, as a possible, I guess you could say, DT2, where we have trouble and struggle to get that out of the Chargers in the past. Right. That He had a pretty good year last year. He was a sleeper kind of DT for this season. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yep, so they're all kinds of beat up, but the guys we really need, Derwin, Drew Tranquil, should be okay this week. All right, Seahawks, Ryan Neal, only 73% of snaps last week. That's due to knee soreness, according to Coach Pete Carroll. He should be okay to play this week. The problem for me is they've got the Panthers, which is not a great offense. And, I, you know, their, their entire offense is feed it to Deontay Foreman 25, 30, 35 times. And uh, that's going to be a great game for Brooks and um, Barton. But I don't know about Neil. What do you think? I have to agree with you. And, I mean, at least Cody Barton's come back and stabilized his steps. So we can feel a little bit more comfortable with his production. I think the last couple of games, uh, it's been 80% around, around that. Yeah, 80, 89 last week. So, mm -hmm. yeah, he's almost back to where he was at the start of the season, and he's been productive again. It's kind of gone under the radar. Throw him to the wolves. Uh, I'm not trusting much coming off of this line. They've got a big rotation. I knew the our guy from earlier in the season, Nawasu, he produced this past week. I believe that's like the first one that he has in a few weeks. I'm not, I'm not trusting him this, you know, next contest. Yeah. He, he's been somewhat the outlier this season, both in production and playing time, but uh, the rest of the guys are just names for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yep. That's the Seahawks. Unless you got anyone else. Nope. All right. Moving on to the chiefs. I got nothing. It was, uh, I saw normal stuff. Karloftis has actually been pretty decent last couple of weeks. Any interest there or, or still negative for you? Shh, you'll scare it off. <laughs> We're good to go. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs are looking good. Uh, 49ers, nothing. Hey, so before we cover the Raiders, we just want to remind you, you don't want to miss out. We're back with Underdog Fantasy, and if you haven't signed up already, you can still get a 100% deposit match up to $100 when you use the promo code SGPN. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN for that 100% deposit match. Underdog is great for their weekly Battle Royale format, as well as getting an early start with their playoff best ball. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And last but not least, the Raiders, where we got one piece of good news and one piece of shit news. So the good news is Nate Hobbs is back, who's been an exceptional streaming corner option this entire season when he's been healthy, which has not been recently until just last week. He played 96% of snaps. He had a monster game. His matchup is kind of dog shit because the Rams can't pass the ball, but he's talented enough that I still believe in him in deeper leagues. Beyond that, it's kind of switched. Perryman, Denzel Perryman, 80% of snaps last week. Jayon Brown, just 67%. What is going on there? Jayon Brown couldn't buy respect. Could he? <laughs> I mean, he couldn't. This dude's been dogged for the last couple of years. I mean, after he's been an IDP gym, though, so. Um, I mean, you know, Perriman's got to be a waiver wire pickup if he's not been. 
when it comes to Nate Hobbs, I like that pickup, and he was on my waiver wire for the app uh, last week when he first came back. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely been solid, and and it's been nice because it hasn't really mattered the matchup, so he's been nice. And uh, yeah, the Perryman Brown thing, I think we said this last week. I've been out on that for a while because they <laughs> they they both haven't done much, and it's been fluctuating all over the place. I'm just not interested. That's all we got for this week. Good luck, everyone, because Jesus, are we going to need it?